In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Hey, listener, it's me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey, but sometimes Lindsay when Lindsay calls me that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I am the star of my own movie, so sometimes I I get confused. All right, well, welcome to Thrifter Sisters. Let's go. We're so excited to have you here, and we are excited for our guest today. We have Josh, one of the co-founders of Vendu, which... Which you know, I know, we all know. It's the cross-listing, oh, yeah, yeah. cross-listing platform and inventory management system that I use, and I am adore. And I, um, I think it's been super helpful since I started back in May or June. It's been one of the key points of the big shift I've made in my business over the last few months, which resulted in sixty five hundred dollars worth of gross sales in August. So, Ooh. <laughs> you know, you can you can just you know poo-poo on that if you want, but I'm like, yay, yay. <laughs> you stuff your sorries in a sack, mister. <laughs> Nobody said sorry. I don't know where you're pulling that out of. Oh, yeah, because if they're poo-pooing on you, I'm just like, meh. <laughs> Nobody's poo-pooing on me. No, no. They're like, yay, but yay. They, yeah, I, I feel like that's what I feel. That's what I feel like from our, our, our awesome Thrifter Sister community. Okay. Well, before we jump into this interview, guys, I'm getting close-ish to the launch of the Patreon. Now, she was ready-ish. Now she's close-ish. We're guys, there. It's, it's so hard. I'm having such a hard time figuring out how to create the RSS, like, specific Patreon podcast feed. But if you have any doubts in my ability to figure it out, then you don't know who you're dealing with. And you know what? I know that you know who you're dealing with because for some reason you're still here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you've been, and you've been bringing your friends in to listen to the show, which is freaking fantastic. So hey, thank friends. you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, friends. Thanks, new friends. And thank you, listener, for always being by my side. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> the Patreon's coming. It's guess what? Today's September 1st, and I promised a September launch. So I gotta, I you know, I gotta you mean got what I say. 30 some odd days, lady. Yeah. I gotta mean what I say and say what I mean. And I within this next like seven days would like to actually pick a launch date so I can announce that. So just, you know, be on the lookout for that. By the a time this day ish. Launch day ish. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be around September 7th ish. Yeah, yeah. I will um I'll hopefully have a launch date by oh god that makes me sweat. That makes me feel sweaty. <laughs> I'm You're doing great. You're doing oh, great. Oh god. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Be aggressive. Be be aggressive. aggressive. Okay, let's get to brass tack. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Lacey, why don't you tell um so we all know about Patreon. That's coming. Five dollars mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. You are gonna get access to three to four bonus episodes a month. Those are gonna be episodes like what's selling this month on Poshmark for da 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 amount of money. It's gonna be a well of knowledge. It's uh, there's gonna be ever an episode every month called Well of Knowledge. You know what also I'm gonna start throwing in there? What I sourced. And how much I paid for it. How about that mm-hmm. for some high value 
content. Content. I love it. Yeah, that's that's some quality stuff. This is a value-packed action $5 a month membership that's also going to give you access to our monthly mastermind phone call. I can't wait to see you and talk to you in there, listener. Yay, me too. So, um, Lacey. Yeah, that's oh, what go. I was going to do. You can also in, get on Instagram and follow along with Lindsay. She does all of our content there um, at Thrifter Sisters Pod. It's a real riot over there, you guys. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, uh, you my new favorite. Today. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Posters Be Cray. Oh my God. I was about, that's what I was just about to say. I was like, I'm going to make that a reoccurring Instagram yeah, segment. Yeah. I was going to suggest that too. Did you see in the comments the people, things were saying, pe- yes. things people were saying, they're like, uh, I'm sorry, I can't accept a return because I got my period. Um, <laughs> my period. My period. I'm sorry, I can't accept a return because, you know, today is a day. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I love oh my it. God. I love, I love you, uh, listener. You're, y'all are so great. <laughs> Um, and you can also go into Apple Podcast and rate and review our podcast. That really does help our tiny little baby podcast grow. So thank it you. It does. Mean it. And um, you know, you've gotten our Spotify, our Spotify <laughs> reviews up from four point seven to four point eight because Woo! you were like, you were like, no, mm-mm. you think I'm going to stand here on my laurels and let wait? Is standing on your laurels good or bad? I think it's good. Resting on your laurels is not great. It's it just not means like you're not like ready to jump. You're just resting on your laurels. You're just man. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have you're being to be lazy. That. All right. Well, whatever it is you guys are doing, it, it's working because our we we're, we have more reviews and you've bumped us up. So keep that coming. That's over on Spotify, and then you can actually leave words on Apple reviews, which whew, goes a we long way. We love your um, words, dude. I love words, and I love your words specifically. Um. Pacifically. Pacifically. <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> I pacifically love. Oh my God. Lacey and I were at this party in LA, like, oh God. 20, oh my God. It's so 20 long ago. Year, 20 years ago. And we met this hilarious guy. Was he like a comedian or something? He was I, so funny. We were in LA. He was probably an actor. <laughs> what did he say? We were like, it was a Halloween party. We were all dressed up in ridiculous outfits. Oh, he and was just having a ladies' man, that Saturday Night Live character. Yes. And he was like, what did he say? It's like, actually, well, no, we're, no. He, a line. No, 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 no. It was this line that this just random guy at a party said to us that we use here still 20 years later. It was like I told, like we said last week, borrowed time, borrowed material. Borrowed material. Everybody's borrowed material. He, he was telling some story about some lady friend and he was like, <laughs> apparently I, well, actually what I did, I don't know why it was so funny, but we use that. Apparently, well, no, actually, well, actually, <laughs> what happened was, oh, <laughs> uh, he's out there somewhere. We love you, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, you really people like that, like you just never see again, but they add like this ongoing like thread yeah. into your life. It's just like that's what that's what that's but what makes I life. see him in my head now. He just looks like Tim Meadows. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fantastic! No, it was not Tim Meadows. It did not no. look like him. It looks who played the ladies' man. But, yeah, he looked nothing like Tim Meadows. I mean, other than like he was being Tim Meadows. The ladies' I mean, mode. Yeah. The ladies' mode. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, that is enough of this nonsense. Um, sister, can you open the door up for our friend? Sure thing. Oh. <laughs> it's a sliding of... glass door. Oh. Are we at – we must be at my house. It's the sliding door onto my patio. I have one too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mine just – 
It's true. Mine doesn't make that noise. We must be at your house. All right. Well, hey, Josh, come on in. Let's come on let's in, talk, buddy. Let's talk do about Vindu. I love yeah. Vindu. I'm going to marry it. Okay. Okay. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yay! He's here. Hey there. How's it going? Hello. Oh my God. We're so ex- we're so excited. We are so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. So, hey, I'm Lindsay. I'm nice Lacey. To meet you. How's it going? Nice to meet you. Now, that one's my sister. That's Lacey. That's me. That's sister. Awesome. <laughs> uh, fix my oh. There we go. All right. Get, come on. Get, on, get your professional pants on, sister. We got ready. Josh here, ready. And, he, ready. and he's ready for some real hardcore professionalism. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where, are you in New York? Is that where you are? East I'm East in Maryland. I'm in Maryland. <gasps> oh, Okay. Yeah. We're so we're so close to you. Yeah. Where are you guys? Places. Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our founders are all based in the Washington D.C. Maryland area. Awesome. Oh, so I lived in D.C. for oh my god, how many years? Fifteen. Well, yeah. I lived in like I lived in Arlington for a year. Then we lived in the district for about three years ish. I don't remember. Nice. And then we lived in uh, Tacoma Park in Maryland for. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm from Silver Spring. Oh, <laughs> neighbors. That's right. Small world. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You're so, you're so, cl- you're so close. We can almost reach out and touch you there. <laughs> I mean, but like with consent, of course. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, listener, here we go. We are jumping into this interview with Josh. He is one of the co-founders of Vindu. You know, I talk about Vindu all the time. It is one of the tools that... I can't live without, and I've only been using it for three, maybe four months, and it has really been one of the big things that has helped me make a big transition in my business um, from May until August. You know, there's a lot of factors that have come into play with that, which I talk about here a lot, but you all know I talk about Vindu all the time. I love it. It's definitely been a big, big key component and the big jump I've had in listing my inventory, getting cross-listed everywhere, being able to see those, we'll get into all of this, but just being able to see all of that really valuable information has helped me get more specific with my sourcing, which then has in turn turned me into a reseller who just sold $6,500 worth of stuff last month. Woo! What is up? Jazz Congratulations. Hands. That's great. That's awesome. I mean, literally the month before I started on Vindu, I had a $1,000 month. And yeah. that's been, in, that's so that's been the transformation in three to four months. And so, like I said, it's not the only component, but it is a key component to the success I'm having recently. So that is why I'm like, I'm a little giddy to have you here. <laughs> no, I'm really glad to hear that. That's the, that's the type of success stories that we want to hear from our users. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been awesome. So, um, let's do a little bit of backtracking. Um, not cool. much because I want to really um, do a lot of focus in on the platform itself. Okay. Um, I want to I want our listeners to like really get a full grasp of why it is such a powerful tool. But I do want to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about your background what um how, were you a reseller before like what what was what's your origin story here yeah so my reselling origin story i started off um as like a young teenager as a big sneaker collector and i was on like a lot of forums and message boards and i was a blogger back then and i was kind of building up some inter- internet notoriety from my sneaker collection and 
throughout that time, I started selling items directly from my blog because it was generating a lot of traffic. So I kind of started with my own online store first. Um, this is probably about 2004 or 2005 around there. Um, and I was just selling sneakers that I was coming across. I was kind of thrifting back then a little bit, but I was buying from mom and pop stores and finding vintage sneakers in different places and just reselling them on these forums and on my online store. So in 2007, I opened a sneaker store in Maryland. Um, I was oh, like 20, an actual actual storefront. Actual storefront store in Maryland. I was uh, 20 years old, so that was like probably my first official business. Oh wow! Um, and I ran that for a couple years, and um, there was like an economic recession in like 2008, 2009. And at that time, I started selling items online just to kind of increase the visibility of the products that I had. And my in-person customers, like it was money was slowing down for people. So people weren't spending as frequently as they were previously. So I kind of just started selling online on eBay and different platforms to try to expand my customer base. So did um, you, did you also have like an online store for your brick and mortar or was it just like the right. reselling platforms? So the online store was kind of how I generated the popularity for, for the brick and mortar store. Um, I was running a blog at that time where it kind of was just like, uh, the stuff that people are posting now on social media, but like, this is what I wore and this is what I ate. And this is the cool concert I went to. And at that time I was working with some different like musician friends of mine and, um, an athlete. So I kind of had like exclusive access to cool content and stuff like that. Oh, so awesome. my, my blog was getting like 10 to 15,000 views a day. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then parallel to that, I'm like the guy in my, my high school, and in my neighborhood and around the Washington, D.C. area that people went to get their cool sneakers from. So I kind of combined the two. I just started selling things directly on the same domain um, that the views were already coming in for the blog. I kind of just cross-populated that attention. Um, and that helped me build up the momentum to get a store open. So, how, how did you even know how to do that? Did you Were you just like kind of figuring it out as you went along at the time? I mean, because yeah. we're, we're talking 2008, like, you know, e-commerce was... Like it was still, it was obviously happening. I mean, I remember buying stuff back then, but it, it's vastly different than what it is now. <clears throat> yeah. So I've always been entrepreneurial since I've been a child. Um, so since I started um, having a lot of customers and people were shopping with me, I would do like sales twice a year where I would like take my parents' basement, clear out everything and turn the whole basement into a store, uh, merchandise it, uh, lay amazing. everything out beautifully. <laughs> put flyers out and, and invite people. And there'd be four or 500 people that would come to my parents' house in the course of the Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So I guess like I just kind of, I was taking all of that stuff and leveraging it together. And I, I think I was one of the early like internet influencers in the sneaker space, especially from our, um, from the Washington DC area. So that kind of allowed me to have a wide audience, a wide customer base really early on. So because I had the demand, I had to just figure out how to sell at that level more consistently instead of doing like two or three day sales at a time. Yeah. So um, when I ran that store for a while, ended up selling online, and then I moved out of the Washington, D.C. area to kind of pursue other opportunities. I was I was a stylist at that time for like some rappers and athletes, and I was doing like project by project creative marketing stuff for different companies. But that was all inconsistent money. So I was a reseller the entire time to kind of stabilize my revenue. Um, as I was kind of just doing creative projects here and there, I was always thrifting and reselling um, and selling online because you can kind of do that passively if you build up a system that works for you. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to about 2000 and 
2017 or 2016 or so, I meet, I was doing another one of those Christmas sales in Maryland, but I'm using like a big, a bigger venue this time and it elevated a little bit. And Thomas, our CEO, shows up at the sale and he's familiar with me because he grew up in the area and he's also a sneakerhead. And um, he just wanted to pick my brain about an idea that he had. And he kind of had this idea from a school project that he was working on. He had to come up with like a, he had to kind of hack some kind of system and, and come up with a, a creative business idea. And he wanted to do something around cross-posting. Um, he was in school. He was trying to sell clothes from his closet for like extra income and was just so frustrated that he had to keep putting in the same information over and over again on these different platforms. So his his school project was kind of like, I'm going to come up with a way to do cross-posting. Oh my gosh. So he comes to my Christmas sale and talks to me um, and tells me about it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I definitely want to hear more about this. This sounds really interesting. So at the time, um, he already had Ben, our COO. He's the head of our customer support team. He was already on board. They're childhood friends and they play soccer together since elementary school. So they're already working on it together. And they bring me on as kind of like a consultant, but I love the idea so much that I wanted to be involved. So I was telling them, like, I think this solves like a lot of problems that I'm having in my personal business. It's impossible for me to scale right now because there's not enough hours in the day and I'm trying to do all these different tasks and like some other stuff I'm working on. And I can't get my reselling business past this point because I just don't have the time. So um, we kind of jumped in full steam around the beginning of 2017. Um, Ben has had a a frat brother from college, Chris, who was a coder and a designer. And we knew that he could do some of the technical work for us in actually trying to help us build the product. So the four of us kind of formed a team um, in early 2017 and like embarked on this journey to build a reselling software. And at the time, uh, there was no reselling software. There wasn't even anybody actually speaking to this sector of the industry. Um, these sellers were kind of out there, they were scattered around, but um, there was nothing that kind of addressed some of the issues and pain points that they had in their businesses. So that's kind of the, I kind of took 15 years and condensed it into a few minutes, but that's pretty much how we <laughs> got to the origin story of Vendu starting. That is well so, done. <laughs> that is so awesome. It really so is. You, it's a cool story. So you guys are like innovators in this industry. like Very you much. Know, you know, now there's obviously other platforms that do it, but you guys were the first ones that were like, this is a, a thing that people can use. And and then, you know, you brought in all these different people with areas of expertise. And then here we are. So, yeah, we spent our first year, like the whole year of 2017, trying to find who our customers were and what they needed. So we were like looking up we were finding resellers on social media, following them and looking at their content and seeing what type of stuff they talk about every day. Then we started seeing flyers for reseller events and meetups all over the country. So we started driving to Chicago, four of us in a car and like sleeping in one hotel room and buying one pass to the event and hanging out in the (laughs) lobby just to talk to all these sellers. And we kind of had a skeleton of an idea, you know what I mean? But we, um, we really were just asking them, Hey, this is what we're looking to put together what would you like to see on a software like this? What things uh, do you hate doing the most in your business or what things are the most time consuming for you? And we just had like thousands of conversations over the course of that year with sellers all over the country. We flew to Portland and we flew to LA and Chicago and we drove to Philly and all the events we can get to, um, we went and talked to sellers for a long time. So we kind of in that time period generated some excitement around the idea 
Um, we started to like build our social media and Instagram following at that same time. But what we did that was also important for us is we started putting together a waiting list for a product that we said we were putting out. We had no idea how we were going to put it out, but we started putting together a waiting list with these people that we spoke to that said, hey, when it's ready and when we have a version you can try, we would love to like let you guys try it first. Give us feedback. Let us know if this is what you were hoping for and how to improve it. And um, that's probably the smartest thing we've ever done was to uh, let the users drive the development process. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that from somebody else we interviewed, Lindsay. I don't remember if it was Dan it was, or – It was uh, Deanna. Talking about how the, the original people were in like for free knowing eventually they would have to start like paying for it. But because yeah. you guys were kind of using them as like how to construct the business, I thought that was so brilliant. Like what a brilliant mm-hmm. idea. Well, I just want to point out real quick that that's actually kind of what I'm doing with our Patreon right now because I <laughs> I can't figure out how to launch it yet. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you guys, it's coming. So I'm just building what I'm doing very unintentionally. I mean, it's super intentional. So I'm just building a lot of, you know, excitement around the fact that we are going to have this patreon and um i'm gonna figure out how to do it real soon I'm gonna elizabeth yeah. moss the shit out of it that's right <laughs> i um fake it till you make I'm, it i'm a firm believer in saying those type of things out loud um because it does a lot of things for you it attracts people like-minded people that want to help and support it but it also provides accountability to you to like follow through yeah. so you don't look like a liar in front of all these people um, and it kind of light, it kind of lights some fire under you to keep the idea going because you've been saying it out loud and promoting it, and it kind of it, it makes you get up every day and make sure that you're working towards whatever you said. So for yeah. us, we were telling people in 2017 <laughs> this product was coming out. Um, behind the scenes, there's a lot of craziness going on and figuring out how to build a tech company and how to scale a tech company and how to hire employees with no money and how to start to grow that whole process and. Um, navigate through the various decisions that it it takes to kind of get things past an idea to something tangible. Um, So between 2017 and 2019, we were kind of visibly dormant. Like we had, we didn't have a product yet, (laughs) but we were trying to figure out how to still engage that customer base that we had excited uh, (laughs) since early 2017. And that was kind of an interesting time period also. So we got really into like, content creation and making posts or reseller tips or things that can provide them value in the meantime Mm -hmm. until we can give them the real product that we want to give them that's going to provide them value. So we tried to figure out how do we continue to grow our attention and and bring more people in and, and, and make people aware of this idea, even though we don't have a product yet. So that was kind of the first two years of the, the forward facing part of the company. And then behind the scenes was like, okay, who, who is our development team? How are we going to fund this? Um, we built it and it didn't work and we built it again and it didn't work and we maybe we should build it this way or how are we going to store this much, uh, these many photos at one time? There's just endless amounts of questions and things that we're navigating. Um, and eventually in June of 2019, we got out our beta, soft, our beta version of our software. So we got a working version i think we had three marketplaces at that time it was very like bare bones nothing fancy but it did what we said it was supposed to do it helped you cross post right yeah yeah tell us um like the first iteration of it that you released tell us Mm -hmm. what the functionality was what what features did you have at that point so cross posting was always our core feature and 
the early versions of Vendu, we were really focused on the listing form um, because we knew that all of these marketplaces ask for similar information. How can we organize the listing form in a way that saves users the most time, the least clicks, um, yeah. those type of things. So we made like a, a form that's actually been replicated by a lot of different companies that are out there now, but we have like a top level form that we call our Vendu form. Mm-hmm. Um, that one includes all of the information that's common across the different marketplaces. So that's like your title, pictures, uh, color, description, uh, category, all the stuff that's the same. So they fill that information in one time and save it, and it drops it down to all the marketplace forms for them. And then we notice that each marketplace might have two or three fields that are unique to them that you would need to fill in in order to complete that listing. So we spent the early part really uh, trying to make that form as efficient as possible. And look, we, we tried a few different layouts of it. We tried like drop down boxes and we tried stacking the forms on top of each other and just getting feedback from the users as we went along to see, if, is this how you like this to look? Um, should we put our settings bar and our toolbar over here or over here? Should the list button be up here or down here? So just things to make sure we were on the right track of, we call it UI UX, like the user experience and the user interface, how they um, interact with the platform. Like, does this save you time? Like, is this form something helpful that you think would improve your listing experience? So that was kind of the first version. We had like some very uh, baseline inventory management stuff. So we had like an inventory page that showed all your items. I don't know if we even had like the drafts and actives and solds and stuff like that yet. Um, As we built out, we started adding ways to filter your inventory and and things like that and uh, additional marketplaces. But the first version was just like, I think eBay, Etsy, and Poshmark. Um, And cross-posting was probably the only thing that that users could do effectively at that point. Yeah. And it, it really does like, I mean, obviously like I joined in years down the road, but just the, the fewer clicks and because I was using another cross listing platform before Mm -hmm. the pop-ups like that is not happening. There's no tabs popping up every time I go. It just, it just gives me like a little, like, you know, circle thing. And it says you, you're, you can navigate away from this while we continue, whatever it says to list. So I can just click on over to, you know, the next platform down and boom, fill out that. It's so simple and so less like in my face. And I don't know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it, it takes the chaos out of how I was feeling with the other platform. That's, I think that's a good way to describe, describe it. The other one just felt just clunky and chaotic. Yeah. And if you're a person that's multitasking and working on a bunch of things at the same time, it's like having a lot of tabs open in your brain anyway. Yeah. 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 People use that analogy all the time. Like you got to close some of those tabs so that you can like that your processing power can be on this one window that's open. Um, So we put a lot of energy into figuring out how to help our software run behind the scenes. Um, The best way to connect to these marketplaces there's like a lot of diff- there's a diff- lot of difficulties in building a platform like this. Mainly, um, only eBay and Etsy have open APIs, which means you can easily connect to their code, uh, the code that runs their software or runs their website, and send information back and forth. They they make that information public, so anybody that's building something can build on to uh, what they already have. The rest of the marketplaces have that information closed, mm-hmm. so we don't have access to 
their site in order to send information or receive information back or back and forth. Um, so figuring out how to connect to all of those marketplaces and make them interact with one platform was difficult. Um, and I'm saying that's an understatement, a super understatement. Um, that might've taken a year or something to figure out the best way to do that. And then all the marketplaces speak a different language in some capacity. So like their categories aren't the same. It might be women's tops on one and it might be women's blouses on another. And it might be, um, men's shoes on one and it might be sneakers on another. And then on, on brands, it might say polo Ralph Lauren on one and polo by Ralph Lauren on another. So like when there's four or five or 10 of those marketplaces and you have to get all of them to map to each other, like you have to get the category. It's like trying to take English, Spanish, Italian, French, Portuguese, and five other languages and, and make them a, a language that everybody can understand. So that was a difficult process as well. Um, can you even believe that you did it? <laughs> like, like when you look back on like how far you've come, are you like, I don't, I don't know how we did that. I can't believe we did that. That's freaking amazing. We are amazing. amazing. <laughs> so I don't know how we did it, but we worked on it every day. Like yeah. Every, every single day since we met, we worked on this idea. Um, the first, uh, two and a half years, we didn't pay ourselves anything and we're all doing other uh, hustles or or part-time gigs or whatever to pay our bills and investing whatever money we have left over to fund the idea until we were able to secure some funding. But like those type of things are the parts that I'm the most proud of because in most businesses or most ideas, getting past that hump is the most difficult for people to like continue to be consistent in something that you're not getting any return from yet. Yeah. Um, So I know that like the team that we put together, the four founders were extremely capable, but the fact that we like worked on it every single day is the part that's the most impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so easy to get, um, you know, just bogged down probably with, I mean, I know just in my business, like literally up until four months ago, just like, man, I'm not making any progress. Like, I'm just feeling like a failure doing this and then, but just not giving up and just, cause it can really get you down. It's hard to stay positive when you've been doing it for a long time and you're mm-hmm. not getting the results you want yet. But just knowing, like, if I just keep going, like it's the people that quit that don't get to be up, up here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just got to keep going. I could do it. Yeah. And then even once we secured some investment, like an investment secured some friends and family funding to like start to pay for things we hired developers before we paid ourselves. Like little things like that, I think are the, um, are some of those important moments that kind of helped us continue to elevate where we could have plateaued at that point, I think. How many um, developers and coders do you have that work on it now? Um, So now I think the product team is about 16 or 17. We currently have about 35 people at the company total. Um, Do you have a ballpark? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, do you have like a ballpark in your head of how many clients, customers you guys had when you first opened it up, like for free to kind of test it with people versus now? Yeah, our uh, our mailing list at that time was probably 2,000 people, uh, like right the, waiting, the, the wow. waiting list that we had. Um, but that was just because for two years we had been hyping up this product that's coming out eventually. So uh, not all of, all of those people didn't join, but that's the the mm-hmm. list that we had a we, like we could communicate with that many people at that point, 
I think now we have a little over a hundred thousand people on our mailing list, like that are <laughs> that are registered Vendu users. They've created a Vendu account at some point. Oh, that's um, incredible. Yeah. The other numbers we don't talk about too much just because we have competitors and, and yeah, yeah. people in the market. So we don't give away too much of what we're doing currently. But um, we, the public number is we have over, I think, 20,000 extension downloads on our Chrome extension. Um, so those numbers you can kind of see. But yeah. um, paying users and stuff, we kind of don't really disclose what those numbers are. But we are dramatically ahead of where we were so the good thing about it um building that that waiting list and launching it to those users who had already kind of been trying it for free so they were already building a routine around using vendu and they already um were kind of familiar with the product and they saw the value that it was providing having used it for multiple months before we started charging that allowed us to start making considerable revenue immediately um, because it was kind of like these people are already on the platform. They know that we're going to start charging on this day and we kind of just flipped the switch and turned it on. So we went from not generating any revenue to generating some revenue pretty quickly to being profitable in like our third or fourth month, <laughs> which um, for most companies is unheard of. So that was yeah, kind of another incredible. thing that that's why we're so glad that we built it for the user and around their feedback, because we knew that the people that wanted it, uh, people that uh, wanted it, it, it actually solved the problems that they had. It wasn't like we built a software and then went to find the customers later. It, it right. probably also gave the resellers that y'all spoke to like a feeling of like a little bit of ownership too, like of loyalty because like right. you guys spent all that time. That's a lot of hours and, and, you know, boots on the ground of just having these conversations with thousands of different resellers being like, how can we help you? What do you need? And that probably made them feel like, man, they're listening to me. They're helping me. Like, I don't know. It probably, you probably built some really crucial customer loyalty through that process. Yeah. We have some customers that are very loyal that have been there since day one that still use us to this day. Um, but like I said, in that time period from 2017 to 19, um, we were so openly talking about the idea that it allowed other people to start running and working on that idea in the time that it took mm-hmm. us to get it out. So by the time we got it out, there was, um, we had another competitor. I'm sure you guys are familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, they it's got probably, their product. Probably the one I was using and dropped. <laughs> so yeah, like, but we, we weren't secretive about what we were doing. Right. And then because we kind of disappeared, like for lack of a better term, Um, other people tried to start filling that void. So there were some other softwares that existed. So we had customer, we had loyal customers, but on a baseline level, people are always going to try to do what's best for their business. So you're they're going to be naturally curious. So So we've had people go try other softwares and and come back to us and say, Hey, we, we, I just wanted to see what it was all about. I wanted to see if this one worked better than that one, but I'm back with Vendu because we love you guys for X, Y, and Z reason. Um, And we hear that a lot. So but we do have people that have been with us from the very beginning. There's definitely, um, like anytime you start anything new, like as a user, there's definitely like this learning curve um, with using the platform. And I know when I first looked at it and I was comparing the two, I, I felt like it, it definitely made my brain feel overwhelmed. And so I tried the other one. And then that just wasn't like the the whole functionality of that one was screwing with my brain so bad. I was like, I've got to go back and try Vendu again. I'm going to go try it again. And now that I've got it, it just is so, and it really wasn't 
that hard to get started. There was just some sort of mental block in my face for whatever reason. And it's been really cool now that I use it. Like I'm able, like people message me in my DMs all the time. And I don't know, I think they're asking, you know, because I think they face, and I don't even remember what it was. I wish I could tell you what it was that made me feel like, oh, this, oh, I do know what it was. This is what was confusing for me. The, um, like your subscription is based on how many items you're going to list per month. And I don't think I was, my brain was wrapped around, I didn't understand that. Like, I'm like, so can I only have, like, let's say I picked the one that's like 25 a, a month, like the basic plan or whatever it is. I'm like, I, so can I only have 25 items in my closet like forever? Like, I, I think that's what kind of was. And so I'm like, I'm paying for each one. Like, I think that was the difference. Yeah. And so then, just to it, clarify it, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And it, once I figured it out and like, I can very easily talk about it with people in my DMs now, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're paying for what you're uploading each month. And then it right. just holds on to all of your inventory for you. So you're not paying to store all of your inventory in there. It's just like whatever you're bringing in new each month. Right. So you can store unlimited inventory in Vendu, right? But we let, we let you add a certain number of items to your inventory every month. Right. So that's either by importing. So that's by bringing them from a marketplace where they already exist or creating them in our software or copying a listing that you already have. So any new listing that you add to your inventory counts on your item counter. Once it's on, once it's in your inventory, you can do whatever you want with it. You can post it and delete it and and delist and relist as many times as you want. It'll never count against you again after you add it to your inventory that first time. So, um, that's how our initial pricing model worked. And we kind of did it that way because we understand that there are various sizes of reseller businesses and there's hobby sellers and there's people that are part-time and full-time all the way up to wholesale uh, level sellers. And we wanted to have tiers that kind of fit the sizes of those businesses. Um, And we wanted users to be able to move fluidly between those tiers because we know that businesses aren't necessarily consistent every month. You might have, um, you might have 50 items this month and next month you might only have 20. So we wanted people to be able to upgrade or downgrade or cancel their subscription at any time without having to be locked into a, to a, to a tier. Yeah. Which I've done. I've gone in um, and switched my subscription for the, like the upcoming month and it doesn't charge you until the billing cycle of the next month, which is cool. And then a new feature, which I knew um, about, I had just never used it before. So it's, it's not a new feature, but a new feature for me that I actually just used yesterday, um, because it was the last day of the month and I was just busting out a bunch of listings. Cause I knew I wasn't going to be listing today, tomorrow's Friday. Like I know I'm not listing anything tomorrow. So I was listing and it was like, you've reached your limit for the month. And I still, I don't know, had like six more to go. So I was able to just do this little add on. I think it was $3.99 and it gave me an extra 20 listings. $2.99, yeah. $2.99. And it gave me extra 20 listings. So I was able, you know, pay $2.99 more, not have to upgrade to the next bigger package, and then just finish my listings for yesterday because I just needed to get those done in order to complete the other things I have going on this week. So that was an amazing feature that I got to access for the first time. Yeah. So um well, at some point during this call, I do want to give like a full overview of what Vendu is. Let, and I wanted to say, let's let's do that now because we're already <laughs> yeah. like 40 minutes in. And I like, like what is Vendu today? What is happening? Let's get into it. Okay, cool. So for everybody <laughs> that's not familiar, uh, Vendu is a software for online resellers to help manage your business on multiple platforms. 
Our core features, like I mentioned earlier, are cross-posting. So we allow you to get your items listed on all of those different marketplaces in a fraction of the time that it would take to do so manually. Um, and we do that by saving all the information from your listing, copying it down to those marketplace forms for you. So you only have to fill in one or two things to get your listings out on each platform. Um, in addition to shortening the listing process, we have uh, save as defaults for all of the buttons that you or all of the fields that you would fill in that are the same every time, like your zip code or your shipping policy, or um, maybe some of the tags that you include in your in your listings. So you can save those things as defaults once and never have to fill them out again. You can also create templates for um, listings. If you if you list frequently the same type of thing over and over, you can start with a template where 70% of the form might already be filled in for you just to shorten that listing time. Oh my gosh, um, so, I haven't used that yet. I need to use so you that. Should de- you should definitely check out the template. I sell a lot of Louboutin heels. I sell a lot of Doc Martin, a specific style of Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, I'm going to do that next time I start. That's amazing. Absolutely. So you can create as many templates as you want in the, in the software and start your listings from that. So that's okay. our cross-posting. Then we also offer inventory management, which is really important because we know that as a seller, you have to track where these items are going. There's a lot of information that you need to stay on top of uh, with these items. And it's even more difficult when you have hundreds or thousands of items. And it's even more difficult when you have those items on four or five or six different platforms at the same time. So we uh, have an inventory management system that allows you to see visually where all those items are listed. You can um, sort, filter, you can uh, assign labels and tags to your items so you can filter by labels. Um, you can view your stalest inventory, the, the stuff that's been sitting on the marketplaces the longest, so you can focus on relisting those items. We have um, all kinds of different ways that you can manipulate manipulate your inventory so that you can uh, manage it at scale at that level. Then we also give you data and analytics about your business, um, which I think is really impactful because it allows you to kind of see how your business is performing visually in like charts and graphs. So you can uh, choose your business by time period, let's say for the month of August, and you can see how you performed in August, your profit and total revenue. You can see your listing activity, how many items you listed, your average sale price. And it's going to give you all of these metrics based on the previous month. So it'll say you're up 25% from the month of July or you're down 10% in how many items you listed. And you can kind of see what your activity is. I love that first screen. I love it because it's just like you were saying, it's a bunch of information right there, but it is so easy to read and so easy to understand. I love yeah. that. And then you scroll yeah. down and there's even more valuable information down below that first initial like um, right, analytics right, right. screen. So we also show you your profit and revenue from the different marketplaces in pie charts. So you can see where your sales are coming from, what percentage of your sales are coming from Poshmark versus eBay versus Mercari, for example. Um, we also tell you your top performing brands, your top performing categories, mm-hmm. just things that you can that help you with some insights to kind of take your business and and move forward. So that information might be used like, oh, I realize that um, women's jeans are selling great for me on Depop right now, and they're selling at the highest price on Mercari. So the next time I go out sourcing, I'm going to make sure I focus on women's jeans because those are the items that are doing the best for me this month. And that kind of drove my revenue for the past four weeks. So like you can kind of take some tangible insights from the, the analytics that we give to apply that to your business and, and save you a little time so that you're not as scattered in your focus. 
Yeah. I, I use my analytics every single day. I look at them every day and it is such a powerful tool in helping me, like I said, figure out, okay, I, you know, cause you think, you know, like what you're selling, but until you see those charts and graphs, you're like, oh, actually Doc Martens is my number one seller right now. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to put some more like last night when I was looking at that for the month, I, I put some effort into, cause I do all my sourcing online. I put some effort last night and I bought a couple you know, like five new pairs of Doc Martens last night to flip. And it's just, yeah. And, yeah, it's just so, and it's just so easy and user-friendly. Like I'm a dummy and I can look at that stuff and it's so simple to figure out. <laughs> so those are the three core uh, features, the cross-posting, <laughs> inventory management, and data and analytics. And then we have a lot of secondary features that provide value in different ways. So for example, we have an add-on that's called importing. So let's say you get started with Vendu and you've been cross-posting already and you have a bunch of items already listed on a few marketplaces. You can take uh, the items from one of those marketplaces and import your entire inventory into Vendu so that you don't have to create those items all over again and start from scratch. And also so that Vendu is now connected with all of the active listings that you already had. And I'll explain why that's important in a minute. So importing, um, you can use it when you first get started to bring all your items in. And we also have some sellers that like to create their items on a marketplace, for example. They might be just used to listing on eBay because they've been doing it for so long. So they like to start their items in eBay, then import them over to Vendu and CrossPost. Um, so however it works for your, for your workflow, you can use that feature either way. Can I ask it's a really, quick question? Because I'm really not sure. on Vendu. Um, mm-hmm. I use a different platform that we're, I'm purposely doing for our podcast so that we can discuss the pros and cons, um, mm-hmm. one versus the other. Um, I think Lindsay chose the correct one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you say when, importing your inventory, you made it sound like it's just one pool of all of your stuff at once, or do you have to individually go in and import each item? So you can import up to 100 items at a time uh, from the marketplace of your choice. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And that's so how I got cool. started. That's I mm-hmm. I just imported everything from eBay into my inventory on Vindu. I el- erased all my other closets. I deleted and then from there like I pushed everything out. Gotcha. My, gotcha. my first month of using Vindu, I made sales for the first time on five separate platforms in one month. And that was my that's very amazing. first very that first is awesome. <laughs> I'd never even gotten close to that before. All right, sorry, go on. <laughs> so yeah, when I, when we started, I believe you could import like ten items at a time, but now we <laughs> have the ability to do one hundred items at a time. And then we have another add-on feature that's called delisting and relisting. Uh, that one has two two uses. So first, let's say you have an item listed on four marketplaces and it sells on eBay. You go into Vendu and you mark it as sold on eBay and it automatically deletes it instantly off the other three marketplaces so that you don't make a double sale or you don't leave some items active that you no longer have in inventory. So that's the first mm-hmm. use. And secondly, uh, the D-list relist is like a refresh of your stale inventory. So if you have items that have been sitting on a marketplace for some weeks and it's not getting any, there's no activity, no offers, no likes, no, no uh, questions, and it's just sitting there idle you can hit the D-list, relist button on that item. And what it does is our software takes it down completely from the marketplace and puts it back up as a brand new fresh listing. Um, that's important because it makes the marketplace think that item is being listed for the first time. And what it does is it shows it in the recently added or the just in or whatever whatever uh, section they have on their marketplace to promote the items that were just listed. So that gives a lot of visibility to your item. And it also just... Um, generates the out it it like re 
stimulates the algorithm. So if you're familiar with how marketplaces work, um, they would like you to list consistently on their platform a little bit every day, if possible. Um, it's much better to probably list five items a day than it is to list 100 items in one day. Um, they want to mm-hmm. see active users. And when the more active you are in your closet, they'll start to promote your or, or put your items in the algorithm a little bit more so that more people see them. So for sellers that don't have new inventory every day, let's say you only source maybe once a month or you, you don't source as often as possible to list new items every day, you can delist and relist a few items every day to keep the marketplaces thinking that you're listing brand new things. And you're also turning over some of that inventory that's been stale for you at the same time. So that's another use of the delist relist feature. And it 100% works because I've yeah. been I've been super neglecting like a bunch of old crap that I sourced or got as consignment inventory at the beginning um, of my reselling career. And so just in the past couple of weeks, I've really been focusing on like, I know I don't want to spend time on this junk inventory, but I really also want to get it out of my closet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've been going in, delisting it, and then listener, go back and listen to our keyword episode because then I go mm-hmm. in and I change my keyword descriptions in my title based on you know, the, what we found, found out with Sonia on that episode What's trending today. And I am moving some of that old crap and I don't even care like how much it's selling for. Cause yeah. I'm just like, get, get it, it out. out. <laughs> this is not the stuff I'm selling anymore. I want it out of my mm-hmm. client. Yeah. It's slowly, but surely that stuff is starting to move out. So the D list relist is crucial. Yeah, it really crucial. does really works. So in addition to the D list and relist, we have a feature that's called a stale listing warning. Um, in your settings, in your settings, you can set, um, to let for Vendu to let you know when an item has been stale for a certain period of time. So let's say, uh, 15 days, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, et cetera. You can change that time period to your liking and we'll put like a little yellow tag on the corner of your photo on your inventory page. And when you hover over it, it tells you the last time you listed that item to each marketplace. And it's now stale on these marketplaces. We suggest that you delist and relist at this point. So that's oh, another brilliant. way to remind people um, which items would be good candidates for that D-list, relist feature. Um, and you can kind of set that to um, help you stay focused on what to, what to do, when and where. So um, another cool thing that we have, I don't want, I'm, I don't want to uh, keep rambling about all of our features. No, this is why you're here. Cool yeah, <laughs> you're not rambling. We have some really cool stuff. Um, as sellers, we have to use some type of system to stay organized as far, like a lot of sellers use spreadsheets. Some people still use old fashioned pen and paper to track their items and when they got them and how much they sold for and that type of thing. So built into our listing process, we have a few different fields that are there that kind of help you make this spreadsheet as you're listing. So we asked you for your cost of goods. Uh, we know the day that you input this item into our software. So we default that as the, the day that the item was, I guess, the, the day that you got the item. Um, and then what happens is you can click a button on our website. We have a CSV download. Uh, and what that does is it gives you a download of your entire inventory. And you can choose the columns that you would like to show up on that form. It doesn't have to, it could be your title, your description, your size, and anything that you have in the item listing, you can sh- have show up in that spreadsheet. And when you click the button, it downloads, it puts a little file on your desktop and you can drag that into Google uh, Sheets. You can drag that into Excel and it creates the spreadsheet for you right there in in five seconds. That's so awesome. um, Mm -hmm. Of all the items in your inventory. So you don't have to do that part manually on your own. You can kind of hack that step of your business um, listing and creating your spreadsheet at the same time. 
Yeah, I cool. I realized that about a month in because I did have that express, um, you know, separate Google mm-hmm. spreadsheet that I created myself to track my inventory. I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I don't I don't need this business anymore. <laughs> yeah, I that's can great. Do, I can do it. It just is such a time saver. Yeah. So um, that's kind of our our core features. There's some other things there that I didn't really get to, but we, if anybody's interested in signing up for Vendu. Um, we do have onboarding calls twice a week that we do where a member from our team will get on the call and walk you through all the features, uh, show you how to use things, show you the best uses of different features, um, just help you understand the software fully before you join. Um, you can visit the link in our, in our bio on Instagram, uh, vendu.co is our Instagram. Um, and you can RSVP for one of those onboarding calls. And I'll, I'll Um, put that link in our show notes too. I'll link that. Y'all's the awesome. Yeah, I'll put that in our show notes. So also, I think this would be a good time. If anybody is interested in signing up, just use the code Thrifter Sisters, all one word, lowercase. Woo! And, that's and us. you guys can get uh, 30% <laughs> off your first month. Yeah. So that's a, a special promotion for people that are listening to this call, this Lis- uh, podcast. Listener, go do it right now. Yeah. Go. You got the Run, don't put, walk. <laughs> I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link. Go sign up. RSVP to your onboarding call because that's a really useful tool. So you're not just like flipper flabbing around trying to figure out the platform by yourself. Like, yeah, I love that. And once you figure it out, it's so user friendly and easy. Like it's you're just going to fly through it. You're listing and cross listing. So do the it fact too. that you've really harnessed the concept that like. This, what we do is so time consuming. And in order to make money, we need to be able to list as many things as possible every day. And you need those time saving tools. And I think that like is the reason you guys are so incredible is because you really harness that time saving energy that we need. (laughs) Yeah, we try our best to understand the user experience as in depth as possible. So like when a user comes on the software, what do they click? Um, What are they looking to do? Uh, what are their goals before they join Vendu? What's their thought process? Uh, what's their what's their current listing style like? How does our uh, process change that or impact that? Are we really solving the the pain points that we think we are? We built this feature, but does it really save time or does it not? So, like we we get into the user experience and the user journey um, to kind of drive most of our decision making. Yeah, it's awesome. It's very, it's very clear. <laughs> Josh, bef- before before we let you go, do you want to talk about like where, what do you see the direction of the company going? Like, do you want to like talk sure. about feet? I don't know if you want to talk about features y'all hope to add down the line because you know you don't want com- maybe don't want competitors hearing that. But is there anything you want to talk about like for the future of Vindu and what you know potential customers could be on the lookout for in the future? Definitely. Using- so um, at the moment, the feature that we're rolling out next, probably in about two or three weeks, is uh, multi-quantity listings. Uh, we know a lot of our users sell multiple of the same item, um, and especially users that ha- are, if you're a seller and you sell like thousands of items a month, chances are you sell items in multi-quantity based on how you source. Right now, we aren't able to support that, and we've been building out that feature, so we're releasing multi-quantity later here this month in September. Um after multi-quantity, our focus is basically automation. So all of the features that we have currently, we want to do them while you're sleeping, right? We want to be able to do them for you so that you don't have to come into the software to do anything. 
So um, at the moment, the workflow looks like if something sells, you come in and tell us it sold, and then it triggers us to remove it from the other sites or things like that. But we want to know that the item sold before you do and take it down immediately. <clears throat> and we want to know how much it sold for and how much the shipping fees were and how much the this, the uh, marketplace fees were. And we want to fill out that sold form for you and update your analytics for you. And we want to allow you to schedule your delisting and relisting out into the future sometime and schedule your listings. And we want to automatically re- remove the background from your photos and, and, and adjust your photos to contrast and things like that when you're uploading images. So we have a lot of things that we're building that are in the works um, in terms of automation. Love. And then um, that's also exciting. It's really exciting. It's difficult to build, um, but we're working on it. A lot of this stuff is like we have to kind of think crazy as crazy as possible and then scale it back to like what's reasonable or yeah. actionable <laughs> and then work work that way. But like we always think of what's the best case scenario first. Um, and then we are probably early next year, we're going to be looking into expanding out of the U.S. Um, because we do have some a lot of users in Canada um, mm-hmm. and they've been asking us to open up to some of the Canadian marketplaces. They use Vendu now, but it's not optimized to be used in Canada. We have people in the U.K. and in Australia as well. And we want to make sure that we can optimize the platform to work well for them. Um, also, uh, the listeners may or may not know, but we also have a mobile app that is currently in beta as well. So we have uh, five marketplaces that are out right now on our mobile app that you can cross post to. And we're continuing to build out the features on the mobile app so that it matches up with all the capabilities that we have on web. So um, mobile is kind of the, it's it's on, an ongoing work in progress. Um, it's basically like building the entire software all over again. Oh, wow. And not, just, <laughs> not just once, we're doing it for iOS and for Android. So you guys can wow. go into your iOS app store or your Android app store now and download the Vendu app um, and do all of your reselling needs on the go. So those are kind of our core focuses at the moment. Um, We're continuing to grow the team, uh, which allows us to kind of expand the things that we can work on at any given time. When you're a smaller company, there's a lot of time constraints with like developer time. You have to build new features but you also have to fix the features that you have that might be breaking or fix errors that happen in real time. And because we connect to marketplaces in the way that we do, if Poshmark makes a change on their software, we have to make that change as quickly as possible so that our our users aren't experiencing errors in the meantime. And they're a separate marketplace, so we don't get any heads up or any notice before they change something on their platform. And this happens with all 10 of the marketplaces that we're integrated with. So you can imagine the type of things that on a daily basis, oh, Facebook Marketplace changed the shipping category thing and now our shipping field is not working. We got to go. So developers have to be dedicated and have time to go do those things in real time as well as build new features that we want to improve the platform. Yeah, so now that the team is like, growing. You're like, like last minute scrambling, like, oh shit, what did they just update today? Like you're just like <laughs> last minute. Like, But I, w- I will say my experience, the few times of that that's happened so far, like you guys, you knock it out quick. You figure it out and get it changed and, and up, go, up and going within a few hours, seems like, to yeah, me, so, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. As things have progressed, like we've built systems to be able to recognize when those type of things are happening. So we have alerts that we get that let us know, okay, something changed over here. And also, um, just throughout the years, we've been able to start developing relationships with these different marketplaces and, and talk to them and get familiar with them. So some of the marketplaces, we have someone from their tech team that we can reach out to 
or someone from their software team that can assist us in certain things or can give us a heads up before they make a major change to their platform. So building relationships with the marketplaces has also been really helpful for us in like navigating some of those difficulties. Can I ask you a question about the app? Yeah. So um, I use the app. The way I use it is I mostly, you know, work on my PC to, to work through Vendoo. But the way I use it is, you know, I take my phone, my picture, my photos, my listing photos mm-hmm. on my phone. I edit them on my phone. And then what I do is I um, upload from the app, from on the app, my photos straight out of my phone and then put them. That's the first step I do in creating my listing. I also go in there and I put in my cost of goods and what I want the listing price to be. So that, and that's the, oh, that's, I also weigh and put in my dimensions. I do all of that in the app because I just do it when I'm down here in my basement in my workshop. And mm-hmm. then I go up to my office when I'm writing the listings and I do it on my PC. So for me, that's, I found the easiest ways to get my photos in is just because it's just straight from my phone and I don't have to yep. like air, air drop them even over to my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's how I use the app. But is it possible on the app when I, like, let's say I'm out and about and I see I've had a sale, can I mark it from the app that it has sold? So Marcus sold is coming soon to the app, but you can okay. still delist. So let so you can't Marcus sold yet, but you can take it down from the other marketplaces that it's active on. And you know that on the marketplace that it sold on, it's no longer available to purchase. So you don't okay. have to worry about that. But if you're on the go, you can just go into that item and just take it down manually, delist manually from those other marketplaces okay. um, until we get the Marcus sold feature working on the app. I don't know why so, I didn't think to do that before. Why would I, I didn't even cry. I was just like, I, th- I think I can do this, but I can't. Okay. <laughs> well, I know now, so I can do it now. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way you're using the app is a great way to use it. I also take my photos right on my phone. So I like to upload straight from the phone. And oftentimes I'll even be in the thrift store and I can input the title and cost of goods and create a draft while I'm already in the thrift store. Just so that when I get home, that's one less thing that I have to do, or even just, um, I can say, oh, I'm definitely buying this. It's uh, $4.99. Okay, I put the title and I just type it right into Vendoo. So now the true date that I purchased the item is in the software, um, not just the date that I finally got around to it. Because, you know, people often have death piles that sit in there in the corner of their garage for months and months. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what um, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> how how dare yeah, like, you? <laughs> that, that's just the way that I use it in real time. That's been really helpful for me to like. And it kind of it, it kind of keeps you... Uh, on pace because like if I go in and I see that my drafts are already there and then I kind of, it's easy to just fill them out and, and get them out the door um, instead of waiting to get around to my listings whenever I get a chance. Yeah. Well, Josh, this has been amazing. I, I'm so happy that you wanted to come on and speak with us and I'm excited about these new features that we have um, coming, coming around the corner. It's, it's, those are going to be super helpful for like high volume seller. I mean, that's not me, but like high volume sellers, that, that quantity feature. And then I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely excited about all those other things, the background remover and yeah. um, What was the (laughs) one you said that I was like super excited? Oh, the, the fact that you're going to be able to like tell when my item is sold and then start pulling it off other platforms Mm -hmm. and I just have to sleep. I just got to lay there and keep sleeping. It's going to be great. (laughs) We don't have release dates for those things yet, but they're in development in terms of we're figuring out how to build it now. Um, And then those are going to be some of the next things on our roadmap. So um, I want to personally thank you and your team for just 
being so smart and doing the things <laughs> that can make, you know, the reseller life just a little easier and a little more successful. It's really awesome. I appreciate rock. that. Thank you. Thank you. So first and foremost, I, I, I thank you so much for allowing me your platform and and your audience to spread the message of what we're trying to build. Hopefully somebody that's listening can get some value from this and it really yeah. uh, makes an impact in their business. If, if they, if it does, like we would love to hear your story, please contact us, send us a message. Uh, let us know. We, we, we love talking to sellers. If you tried Vendu and you hate something about it, we want to know that too. Um, that that's how we improve and, and, and strengthen the software. So all of that feedback is, is really important for us, whether it's positive or negative. And then I just have a few uh, shameless plugs. Yeah. So in addition to the software, another thing that we really take pride in at our business is our content. So we create uh, YouTube videos weekly that we release every Wednesday, I believe. And everything from like entry level reselling content, like how to make a listing on Depop to very high level content, like how to SEO optimize your listings for best search results. And all types of just reseller related information that we give away. Um, we have like a lot of different resellers that also create content for our channel and they show you hauls and they show you how they run their businesses and how they apply Vendu to their software. So that's something that's really helpful if you're a seller and you're looking for some content around this industry to consume. Uh, we also write blog posts with similar subject matter. Um based around the things that we know would impact sellers' businesses the most. So there's a lot of really good information there on our blog. All of this stuff is free. We have a ebook, an ebook that we created that's a completely free ebook. Um, it's how to begin starting reselling and generate a six-figure business or something like that. You can download that for free. Also, it's like a PDF ebook that tells you everything from sourcing to listing to shipping to accounting to anything you would need to know to get your reselling business off the ground. All of that information is in there for you as a handbook or a guide for you guys to, to get started and pull uh, information from. Um, we have a really active Facebook group, uh, Vendu, a seller's best friend, where it's a community around our software where people share information and talk about new features and give feedback. And we also have so many contests and giveaways and just different things that we do there to interact with that group. That's also a great way to get in touch with our team and stay updated on like our feature, our, so our software updates and things that we release and new things that we add. Um, and I believe that's it. So all of those links I just told you about, you can see all of them in the Vendu uh, Instagram bio. Our website is Vendu.co. Our Instagram is Vendu.co. And if you guys want to sign up, use the Thrifter Sister, Thrifter Sisters discount code <laughs> and get 30% off your first month. So uh, yeah. thank you guys once again for allowing me on your platform. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. That's so good. Thank you so yeah. much, Josh. We appreciate you being here with us today. This was an awesome conversation. Can't wait to hear it when it comes up. You guys, that was a lot. Oh my God. I feel like we just talked to a rock star. <laughs> I know. It does feel like that. I know. I know. I felt like he was way too cool to be talking to us. <laughs> it's way too cool. Not to like he was acting like he was too cool. But no. I was just like, well, this guy's like really smart. <laughs> Yeah, he's you know what you know what you know what people say about Josh when he walks into a room, Lacey? He's got his shit together. Man, that guy's got his shit together, dude. <laughs> Look at him, just do to do, be bopping around town with his shit together. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not one of those guys that we always make fun of that are just walking around, looking around. Doop, 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 doop. No. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. He's walking around and he's solving problems for yeah, some resellers. With his shit together. And we together. are here for it. Together. 
Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much, Vindu. Um, yeah. Like that, that, that was great. I loved every moment of that interview. And um, I got like, I got big, huge hard eyes for both Josh Same. and Vindu. It, it was, and I'm was not even good. using Vindu. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, because you don't have your shit together. No, no, sir. I will like ask you to calm down, please. <laughs> I am making a sacrifice for the team for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to get that episode recorded soon so you can dump. So I can what move you're on doing. with my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quit being a hysterical woman. Just you know, ma'am, just, ma'am, ma'am. I need you to calm to, down. I need you to sit down and shut up and like get your shit together. Oh. Uh, All right. Well. I, I guess that's it. I'm I'm exhausted and but like in a good way, you know. Yeah, well, good luck hitting like enter or whatever with your weak dumb girl arms. You're gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna be able to download the episode. Just real my weak fingers arms. just gonna break right off on the keys. Fall right off with my hysterical. It's like touching it with a wet sausage. <laughs> <laughs> what what am I supposed to do? I'm a woman. I can't I can't accomplish anything in this lifetime. <laughs> Don't go sit in your red tent with your period. (laughs) Again, listener, you have no idea. We're quoting like nine different things right now. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, let's, I guess I got to go on a date with John. He's texting me like, let's go lunch. Cute. I I mean, it is, it is, it is. But But also you want to work. I know. I I know. The struggle is real. I, I got shit to do. I got two hours till these tiny human terrorist uh-huh, come back uh-huh. into my house and yeah, it's a yeah. soccer night we got soccer tonight because we have soccer every night now yeah yeah that's what happens you have two kids and they both want to play soccer <laughs> <laughs> and swim team and french mm-hmm, lessons mm-hmm. and guess what zoe's starting mountain biking next week on mondays oh so get ready for juno <laughs> no she can't because she has french on mondays that's too bad she can't no no wee wee Listen, just to be clear, I'm not one of those parents. Like, I hate that they're in all these activities. I don't want them in all of these activities. They would actually be in more activities if I let them. This is like me bare bones in it down. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm like, do we have to be involved in any extra school, after school activities? I would like the number to be zero activities. But no, mm-hmm. guess what? My children are athletes. They're real. And of course they are because John and I are athletes. That's so, right. That's right. I mean, what what can I do? I, it's in their blood. Yeah. You they this to uh, yourself. Also, Zoe came home with like her first, you know, it was like a first week of school, like get to know you thing that she filled out for her teacher and it mm-hmm. came back in her backpack. What does she want to be? A famous YouTuber. And I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> going to be a famous YouTuber? And John's like, Lindsay, you can't say anything about it. You're I, uh, what, what she sees. She doesn't know what you, she, you know, cause she does, she's not allowed to be on anything like social media. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. She sees her mom on Instagram all the time and you have a podcast. What do you think she's going to want to yeah. do you big dummy? I'm like, Oh, touche, sir. Touche. Again, you did this to yourself. I did it to myself. <laughs> it's real bad. All right, let's go. Listeners okay. bored. They yeah, don't care so, about so my kids. Let's get out of here. All right. Well, <laughs> The, the, guess what this is? This is two sisters. One podcast. Sisters. Go by Vindu. Go get on Vindu. <laughs> Bye. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye. Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.